0: Welcome to the Macomb Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners with Israel by discussing and exploring current events and relevant issues. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, here as always with co-host Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Pretty cold, Mike. Pretty cold. Well, it is very... It's a biting, windy, Jerusalem cold. Blustery, I think, is Yeah, blustery, you're right. I I think you're here in uh, Winnie the Pooh mode, maybe. (laughs) Uh, And happily... uh, Like Matt Littman Louisiana. is here, producer Matt. How's it going? How you feeling? So much
1: better. Thank you, Michael. Okay,
0: good. Good. Well, I think uh, what we've all been reading uh, in the news or watching in the news about the hit on Qasem Soleimani, the uh, American uh, strike which took out this major Iranian leader. And what we wanted to talk about today was the implications for Israel, not for American politics, not, not that that's not important, obviously, but Uh, a lot of students were asking us about what that means for Israel. So today, we want to just briefly go over what happened and then talk about what this means in terms of Israel, politically, legally, but also security-wise. So, Matt, can you explain to us what happened, who he is?
1: So, Qasem Soleimani um, was a senior general in the Iranian Revolutionary Guards, and he had basically had responsibility for spreading Iranian influence uh, across the region for the last couple of years, he was responsible for a number of the uh, attacks against American forces in Iraq. For example, he was also responsible for spreading Iranian influence in Syria, um, in Lebanon. He was um, very involved He's building an empire. Very involved with building infrastructure and training the um, I don't know. What, I don't. Know if militia militias. Right oh, militias is the right word. Okay, militias in those places. Um, and he also, in the last couple of years, had become somewhat of a cult figure in Iran itself uh, very popular um, Instagram following of all things um, and really represented for the Iranian people sort of the spread of Iranian influence and uh, became a darling of the Iranian people
0: well those who support there are there is a protest movement against Iranian mm-hmm. expansionism when their economy is falling apart so I uh, uh, I, I'm always wary when I say, you know, oh, the Israelis think or right. the Americans think For or sure. the or the Iranians absolutely yeah.
1: agree with you, um and at least the Iranian propaganda machine would yeah. tell us that he was a darling of the people and yeah. um and he had been directly linked to a number of attacks recently in American interests. One was an American uh contractor was killed in Iraq recently, and then after that the embassy was stormed uh in Iraq as well, and he was directly linked to that so uh Donald Trump. Um, was presented with a number of options of how to respond to this increased Iranian um, daring do, that the Iranians were becoming more and more emboldened, and he was presented with a number of different options. And the option that he chose was a targeted assassination of Soleimani. Uh, So when he was near an airport in Baghdad, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, there was a drone strike uh, against his convoy, and he was killed. With um, a
0: bunch of people, with him,
1: Including the leader of the Hezbollah in Iraq as well. Um, and then his—they've now got this mourning period happening in Iran for him. Uh, there was pictures on, like, the BBC the other day of the, of the funeral procession. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people were there. Um, and now, which, that,
0: which you always have to take with a grain of salt, because it's state-managed. It's state in yep. other words, Could schools are crowned. shut down, and yep. everyone's told get out into the street and business. Yep. You know, so we we have to be careful as people who live in democracies when we see hundreds of thousands of people in the street, we say, "Whoa, yep. that's very meaningful." But in Iran, it's a different—not that it shouldn't be—it should be weighed carefully.
1: Of course. Um, and so now the questions that we're going to be dealing with this morning, as you mentioned, is how—what how, how what does this mean for Israel? Who was this guy's—what was his role in terms of how—vis-a-vis uh, the Iranian relationship with Israel and the militia's relationship with Israel? Um, what is Israel—how um, is it going to affect Israel now? Um, and what the Iranian response may be that could also have
2: an impact on Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to zoom out for a minute and give context. Something mm-hmm. we've talked about on uh, this. That's my this, new zoom out, Moy.
0: We've spent a lot of money on that. I hope it was
2: worth it. <laughs> yes. Um, that we've talked about previously on this podcast. And we talked a little before about the the changing nature of the Middle East. And the Cold War that has been raging for the last few years between Saudi Arabia and Iran, mostly, but those representing two blocks. And if we mm-hmm. see it in that context, um, of course, a Cold War means that there's two kind of sides fighting each other, but really mostly through proxy wars and and underground movements and building infrastructure to attack one or the other. And we can see that uh, General Sulami was the main orchestrator of this from the Iranian side, mm-hmm. um, as we see the proxy war in Yemen— um, and some of the others that that Matt uh, uh, mentioned, and that war since the Americans um, under President Trump have pulled out of the Iran uh, deal from uh, the from the president Obama administration, that has turned more towards the western um uh, Western interests, whether they be European, like British mm-hmm. interests in the Gulf, or um, attacks also targeting American interests. I mean, there were eleven attacks targeting American interests in the last two months, in addition to the ones that Matt that Matt mentioned. So there's been a real uptake in this Cold War, and also in the the sort of the, this confrontation. And so it's kind of reaching, if you've been following the news, so you see it's not so shocking. It's been it's not out, of it's not out of nowhere. It's just like, oh my God, where, what? It's a bold it's move. A, it's, it's a, a huge move. move. And Suleimani
0: is a pretty unique guy. I, I'm, I'm talking not as a huge expert who I've been following yeah. his career. I'm just reading uh, uh-huh. what's going on. And it seems to be, we think of like the head of the you know the armed forces, you know, like a Ramat Khal or a chairman yeah. of the Joint Chiefs as like a position that gets filled. Suleimani seems to have created his own his own little kingdom. He's the architect of this cold war, the right. Iranian attempt to build an empire. And and I do want to point out and I don't want to get bogged down in this. Yeah. I do want to point out that this is not just a uh, a cold war the the American Soviet Cold War was two political ideologies warring out yeah. to see who would dominate the world. This is really two religious ideologies right. b- trying to make an end prophecy come true of who is the true Islam because they believe that at the end of the day, the, the Muslims will rule the world, that all the world will become part of this huge caliphate. So you have the Shia and the Sunni in addition to all the politics. Yeah. You have this religious worldview yeah, of proving who is the real form of Islam that will dominate the world. Yeah. That's that's I, I,
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say in addition to politics, the politics is integrated yeah, yeah, into yeah. this ideology. And so that puts Israel into a position of okay, where do they fall in this and and so Israel in the last years has really fallen into the Sunni camp, which is um, which w- is they because Iran is uh, a, a big enemy, and Israel sees the which biggest is complicated threat. to the Sunni yeah.
0: world because part of the yeah. end time prophecy is that the Jews will be taken out during this process of right. world domination, and so. There, there is some
2: so, and you see that we see that complications as governments smooch up to Israel yeah. in terms of like Sunni governments, Saudi Arabia, or some of the Gulf states, UAE, you know, Bahrain. But you don't. But you see, it's it's a problem how they sell to their people yep. on the street who are not necessarily not simple there. because yeah. because
0: their clerics are in their mosques telling yeah. them that the war of the Jews is going on, and therefore you see you're in end times. It's yeah. all, it's all, and I think in general, this this speaks to our discomfort with the fact that. Uh, Western press or Western even politicians have real difficulty understand what's going on in the Middle East yeah. and often miscommunicate what's going on in the Middle East. You saw it this week where one of the reasons I like Twitter as a news source is you see all these journalists who speak Arabic saying, wow, the Western media is really misunderstanding what the Iraqi parliament did. Right. That, that In the internal working of Iraqi politics… You know the 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 vote to send away American troops is not what it is. Right. It's a much more complicated little mini battle between different factions right. in Iraq.
2: And we see it here in terms of obviously when people report on Israel, we're like, hey, you don't understand Israel at all, right? But I think it's the other goes the other way too. I think the Middle East doesn't understand the West, and that's why, <laughs>
0: which goes to a bigger topic, you know? which is sometimes when we see Israel misreported, it's not that it's anti-Semitism; it's incompetence. Yeah. And, and and it's understandable incompetence. The people writing these stories do not have PhDs in Middle Eastern studies.
2: Not only that, I think there's a natural event. As I said, the middle people in the Middle East don't necessarily understand the West either. Correct. It's a natural thing to view the world from, the, from your Correct. glasses. Yeah. And your glasses, the, that's the way you interpret the world. And you don't necessarily understand someone else's glasses. So, so, as
0: as consumers, we always have to be very critical. Now, Matt, you used a, a used a very weighted term. You said that uh, the killing of Suleimani was a targeted assassination.
1: Yes, uh, I, I think that was. I think it's an accurate term
2: as well. Um, that, it's that's, debated. That's the debate going on, isn't it? It's what certainly what should be called. Okay, what, let's say why 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 what what was so what was so um, unique about this uh, choice. Of the, of the well I,
1: we were talking about this before we came on air but I think the first thing is the profile of of the of the target <laughs> the profile of the target for America we know for years have been doing drone strikes sort of in Afghanistan and Iraq and places like that but they're sort of like tribal leaders who most of us have probably never heard of.
0: Well, they're associated with Al-Qaeda or ISIS, or right. you take out people associated with terrorists but not any state.
2: Meaning they're right. clear terrorists. They are on terrorist terrorists. watch lists. America has defined so, them as terrorists on terrorist right. watch lists and are
1: not part of any official state. Right. And here you have someone who is a high-profile leader of a sovereign
2: country, of a sovereign state. Um, who memor- is
0: masterminding international terror on a higher level than any of those people that Obama took yeah. out.
2: Right. Right. And is on the terrorist watch list of America. the the uh, the the Iranian national guards and the Al Quds forces, which he led, Uh are officially terrorist groups in America's eyes, and he is an official terrorist in America's eyes. So he's
0: he's an architect orchestrating terror at a level that I mean, I don't know that there's anybody you know uh, since Osama bin Laden. I don't know if there's anybody, and he's so he has such a he had such a different uh, approach than Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden worked for huge, you know, headline grabbing, impactful yeah. messaging, and he's much more on let's build infrastructure on the ground, let's erode our enemy's confidence, let's see how far we can get Iranian influence.
2: Not only that, he's also has a state backing him in an official way, right? right? Osama bin Laden. Yep. Didn't have him bothering fortune. him, but that's right. yeah, a heck state of a budget. Infrastructure behind. You him. know,
0: he 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 apparently pioneered the use of a particular type of you know the the anti American forces in Iraq. He didn't invent that, but he invented a certain technical advance in the in the IEDs, the uh, improvised explosive yeah. devices that would send a bolt of copper up and kill the Americans. So he's he's a really. I mean, this is a it, in the nineties. Or even when did the targeted assassination, uh, Israel's targeted assassination controversy, where Israel took it on as a tactic? It was even during the Second Intifada, where That's Israel sure. would take out, uh, which is in the 21st century already, and particularly in the Second Intifada, where Israel would take out uh, terrorist leaders. Yes. By design.
2: Mostly in Gaza, we're really talking about. It was yeah. mostly in the Gaza Strip. What, what was his name? The the sheikh. The, um... the shake, uh,
1: yeah, I think the blind sheikh. in yeah. the, the blind shake. Yeah, That was the big one. I mean, that was the big one. And yeah. then, uh, there was a couple of them. And then there was always yeah. the question about if somebody's in an apartment building, how much collateral
2: damage can you Correct. sustain yeah. in order to assassinate someone like that? I think that's still yeah. a question. No, I don't again, know. Again, but we do, I think want to point out, as Matt was getting at, I think they shouldn't be lost in terms of this controversy that's going on, is that. Um, there, there is something called rules of war, mm-hmm. right? So we know that it's a very shady area when you're dealing with terrorists. But rules of war mean, okay, if there's a declared war and there's an, a war going on, so a soldier in another army, a general is fair game. Sure. There's no. It's it's debatable whether there's a declared war going on between Iran. Not debate. There's no declared. There's war no going. declared war. Sorry. There's no declared war. The question is, is that if the conflict that's happening could be considered as warlike? So. If there's no war going on to take out someone from a foreign government, that that's that's going over a line. That, you're Saying either it's a war it, and he was a fair target, yeah, or it's not a. War. It's an assassin. Yeah.
0: If there's no war, then it's an assassination.
2: Then, it, then it's assassination, right? So how you know unless now unless you're saying okay, the Holy Iranian government has no legitimacy and they're a terrorist group like Al Qaeda, but how can you say that when not only did the previous He's American government, to, not know. only the previous American government made deals with them. But this state of government has said they want to make deals with them. They right. just didn't like that deal. And they said to so, the United
1: Nations. There's lots of rogue terror states that said to the United Nations and America's not dropping missiles on the Well, people but in they weren't countries. directly
2: attacking America either. But, again, again, the excuse here also was not excuse the the reasoning, but it was that it was a ticking bomb, meaning he was planning imminent attacks against American interests. So how can so you, say so you say they were yeah, who, who they weren't that? targeting him? What? No, they were targeting <laughs> right. him. They're not,
0: they, they're not even really making that argument. They say it, and then as soon as journalists say Uh, how imminent, I don't think how imminent is really an important question. Okay,
2: but just, again, it doesn't, again, but- They're not making that, they're not making- Even if it is imminent, right, can you, can you- Yeah, yeah.
0: I I think it's, uh, there's a legal difference if he's masterminding an attack that will kill your citizens that you have to take him out to stop the attack. But I don't think they're making a real- full-throated argument that that's what this is i i don't think they're really claiming Sorry, whatever, it i mean they're technically to... claiming it but as soon as they push back pompeo was on five different american news stations yesterday and anytime anybody asked him how imminent he said you shouldn't be asking that
2: right okay, just whatever. just P- trust P- us P- we d- did the right the, thing yeah. okay
0: but they so I don't done,
2: I they're
1: claiming me. it without giving Meet to the details they're
0: not but, even claiming right. I, I mean, they're claiming it pro forma they're saying right. it was imminent and then you see well for, forget the proof what do you mean by that it doesn't matter what i mean by that right. he's a bad guy that has to be taken out so it's but but let's even say it was they they knew of an imminent attack right. at this so stuff uh, so it's it's very legally complicated so i would say exactly that that part That's of the problem is is that international rules of war are not well-designed for asymmetrical warfare. And so the, all the heat Israel got for targeted assassination being illegal, no one's done the homework of, okay, can we make these laws make sense for the real world? Right. In, I mean, other,
2: that, in other words, what we're really saying is that uh, the, that rules of war have not really caught up with the 21st century, haven't taken into consideration A, 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 asymmetry, B, the technology we have now that is different, and and how we how we manage that, um, and that's the that's the plinter that Israel f- finds itself in all the time. The what plinter? You know the the plinter. Yeah, like the bind. Bind. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. The bind that Israel finds itself in all the time with um, fighting Hamas or other uh, terror groups in its territory because.
0: What was my uh, zoom out noise? I, I would zoom out and say that's the problem we're experiencing in the 21st century is none of yeah. the structures, legal, national, international, yeah, yeah. political, none of our structures are holding up in the 21st century to yeah. the to a world that has changed more rapidly than our ability to okay. make rules for. So it's not right. just this particular Correct. rules of war. It's how states function and really how elections happen. Uh, and, what,
2: and in this case, what is a state? Car- yep. uh, what yeah. is a state, right? And what it's difference does a state uh, make uh, if there's uh,
0: a terrorist – leader right. in your state and but what if,
2: rights do states have in terms of these but it's I mean, also interesting you in use the term or individuals a, in a state you yeah. use
1: the term asymmetrical right um i think you can definitely apply that to hamas versus israel right because if you look at the budgets and the technology yeah. and everything but if you look i know we've had this we've just asked the question whether iran in america what their sort of war situation is what their war status is between each other but let's say there was a war like let's say there was an official war between them At that point, I don't think you can argue for an asymmetrical warfare because... Yes, you can.
0: Well, at that point, Iran's over. Once you get to symmetrical warfare between the United States and Iran, Right, but you're
1: you're talking about the army of a country as opposed to a small terrorist organization. No, no, that would be
0: a symmetrical war, which is why Iran's desperately trying to avoid a symmetrical war with the United States. Right, which is why it's interesting. Because they can't possibly win.
1: So it's interesting that the term that we were talking about when we talked about targeted assassinations and 21st century war and 21st century rules or 20th century rules for 21st century, we said, oh, well, where does this fit into that? Because... It right, is now, right now, one uh, country versus another country, sort of, but not. So that Kassim Sulaimani is
0: leading asymmetrical warfare on all sorts of fronts. Yeah, against anyone he deter- he de- he determines to be the enemies of Iran, and anyone he, who he sees he saw as being in the way of Iran's interests, he was leading the campaign of of asymmetrical warfare, which is just so another I, way of saying I mean, unrestrained, I, uh, illegal, unrestrained terrorism.
2: I think this brings up the, the issue and very much so what um, you guys brought up uh, that students asked you in class about, oh, did World War Three start? Because again, <laughs> trying to put it in... I mean, it sounds funny, but what, what, what does that mean? That means that someone's trying to understand what's happening in the world. They say, oh, so in the 20th century, we had world wars. Mm-hmm. So right. what's going to happen now? And the truth is, it's again, the same idea of trying to put um, systems or an idea or a context of something that actually doesn't fit context now. Because... You're not. I mean, it, it. It wouldn't be a world war. Right. We're not talking right. about world wars. Unless or we you, you are, know, and
0: it's a little bit like we were saying before. Like either. Unless you
2: call it like invasion of Iraq. Either Americans war or, because you had right. I don't know, twenty, twenty-five right. countries. Either
0: right, we've know? been a, either we've you been know? in World War Three for yeah. uh, over for like twenty years. Right. Or war. if the Cold
2: War was World War III, and some historians claim some historians claim I would guess it's World War IV, you're saying. Yeah. So, but but I, don't, I don't think that war <laughs>
0: no There's no official definition of what like a World a War is. It sounds like a sequel to a video Right, game. I'm just saying that… World War III, World look, War IV, like, it keeps yeah. coming. Right, right I and mean, the question is, is,
2: is, is how, many, how will this draw in the global community? And oh, the wow. global community is yeah. much more connected now than it was, even a century ago. And that's why you… Right? Right. If you look back, right, wars were continental wars, and then they became global wars. But now we're also in the 21st century. So, you know, where 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 we go with all this, and how do we understand the, it? And how do we put it into a framework that I can, you know, but the other difference make it meaningful
1: to me is, is distance warfare. Right. You you can attack another country or attack a country's allies much more easily now than you could say during World War II. Right. In world War II, you had to have different wars happening in different regions of the world because you had physical soldiers and and armed forces happening right like in the far east and in the middle east and all that europe well, we're still doing places. that we're still no one's
0: launching icbms at each other except for well, saddam hussein yeah. well <laughs> for,
1: for now except 90s, that Israel and america <laughs> they could and america launched a a drone strike against this general yeah i don't know where it was launched from i'm assuming the guy was sitting in nevada iraq, or somewhere iraq iraq the, the, yeah that's where the drone was but where oh. was the actual guy i don't who, know who pushed oh. the button for all we know it could have been in nevada could be um, I mean so, like in Las Vegas in a in a casino he, he <laughs> lost a bet but, <laughs> yeah. but but you see what I mean so, so
0: yeah I think that's more surveillance I think they, I don't know that that's right
1: but said but the, but the idea that you can now have a war against someone without actually going close to that country is also something that is is not that's not happened previously right now we have the technology where theoretically you can launch ICBMs quite easily if you wish to yeah um,
0: I'll, I'll tell you one thing that concerns me and this is something that that's been building really. It, it, you know, the Bush administration sort of dipped their toe into drone striking, and the Obama administration went all in. Right. This was something that America had the advanced technology for. And so, as as Matt's pointing out, is sort of rewriting the rules of war yeah. of what they could do. And now it's been used on this politically massive scale, taking out Qasem Soleimani. All of these things that America does that says, well, we're America so we can get away with it, drones are not inaccessible to other like we know the iranians have drones
2: right right right
0: so so far it's been a tool of western powers somewhat pioneered by israel by the way that the americans learned from to use drones and then took to a much higher scale but our enemies also can figure this out they're not stupid right so what happens when iran's counter-strike decides to use drones to take out what 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 does this mean so so let's take out
2: an american yeah, general or Israel. Of course, you take or it takes it out against Israel.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think look, leaders, if look the leaders leaders in Iran are saying now, if you take them seriously, and you shouldn't because they just they don't they don't have their language doesn't connect to truth in a way that that we're necessarily used to. But they're claiming they want a direct attack on an American interest right. as right. A revenge. So Israel would be an indirect. So I'm right. not sure Israel. Look. All Israeli targets are hardening right now. All Israeli security people are saying we have to be careful mm-hmm. not to be part of the proxy Especially backlash. Absolutely, Israelis aren't stupid. Iran, you know, in in the in the in the political theology of the Ayatollah Khomeini, the previous Ayatollah, not Khamenei, because like, thanks guys, you had to pick names that are so. <laughs> so, uh, but but the way he laid it out was: America is the great Satan, and Israel is the little Satan. So they're very related and right. even you know so there there could be israeli security people are looking at protecting israeli interests
2: Wait, we also could look at israel's uh Israel is ha, does have at least what you would call a clandestine war with uh, open clandestine war with um Iran oh yeah right Israel as we've said for quite for many many numbers of years now has been hitting targets in Syria and Lebanon many of those ta- targets are either direct Iranian targets or or proxy Iranian targets um to prevent Iran from building up pre- uh, stronger presence. right yeah. we Iran's border. trying to dig into our north right. to, uh, to destabilize so us and we're we're doing what we can to un I I forget when it was exactly, maybe in the spring, there was a big conflagration where Israel hit a big target, killed a number of Iranian Mm -hmm. soldiers, top level soldiers also. Um, I don't remember well, officers at high level but I don't remember exactly the rank um, and Israel was waiting for the response and the response did come mm-hmm. the response came at missiles being launched to Golan Heights mm-hmm. now it was a completely failed Israel was able thank God to basically knock them all down and there was no casualties in Israel's side it was actually a big failure for Sulam, mm-hmm. Um but that, that that was kind of like it then they moved on I mean, in other words yeah. in this kind of tit for tat war it's, um, or what is it called it's uh, brinksmanship Atashah. what's it called in English at, attrition in the, attrition kind of a war it attrition and bringman says so you do these acts that just go to the border, go to yep. the line so you know the other side is not going to Brinksmanship. To to bring it all around coming down. So that was the assessment here with Suleimani from the Americans. This won't bring it all down, but the response will come and then well, but you know. part of the Iranian miscalculation, never knows. <laughs> part of the Iranian
0: miscalculation was, look, we've yeah. been pushing. We we took out uh we took out a Saudi refinery, we took out a British ship, we yeah. took out an American contractor. They're they're this they're a paper tiger and they miscalculated because the President of the United States took a major major yeah. counterstrike. So the, so miscalculation has to always be factored in, which is why nobody knows what's going to happen. Right, which Any t- expert, t- quote unquote, who tells you here's how it's going to play out, is wrong. This I, is not. This is not a strategic. Everybody planned. knows from high school. Yeah,
2: World War One broke out from a miscalculation of a, a series of miscalculations. Uh, uh, yeah, mutual miscalculations. Butler. Butler. Yeah. So, I, I just
1: want to come back to what Alan was referring to before in terms of questions that Mike and I have received in class because. There was this uh, trending on Instagram and Twitter, sort of talking about World War Three has started or has mm-hmm. World War Three started? and All these memes going around about World War Three, and the fact that people are are consuming their news through Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Some of our students really took this seriously and were and were asking us questions about whether World War Three has has started or, or will it start? And I think that comes back to what you were just saying, Michael. Like. I said I don't know. <laughs> like, there's no way of knowing. The kids, yeah. students are asking, is it safe to be in Jerusalem? Is it safe for us to go traveling in Israel? Is it safe? To- Does that,
0: do do okay, guys? Do you uh-huh. not feel safe today?
2: I feel safe. I feel safe. As safe as to do any day, me exactly. Life, goes I feel. On. Yeah, yeah,
0: I feel as safe as I ever do in the Middle East. I don't yeah. think, and and I think, and I'm not just saying that flippantly. I I don't think Iran is. Planning to target civilians, and by the way, that also they've said now. No, wait, 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 wait. Soleimani wait, 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 wait. absolutely targeted to, civilians.
2: Yeah, we have to go back on that. Iran has proxies in in the yep. Israel Palestinian conflict. Yep. Hezbollah. Yep. And of course, Islamic Jihad in in Gaza who yep. do target civilians. Yep. They shoot rockets at civilians. Yep. So what you mean? You mean?
0: It, I don't think they're planning but, any special new escalation against right. civilians. Right. And I, and I and I do think that their target is going to have to be explicitly American, not American proxy, right. because their target was explicitly. I mean, one of the great.
2: Right, but as you said yourself, and as Matt said, we don't know, right? We they don't could, know. They could just open up a, a launch of rockets from uh, yep. the Lebanon and from Gaza at the same time. They could, Israel, launch, Israel, and they
0: could launch. They could launch full scale war against Israel in the north. Yeah.
2: again, and, it's very very, very low. Could on open the, up. It's very low chance of that. Uh, yeah. As the but we nobody but it, knows.
1: It is interesting that Israel's precautions that they've taken so far, and again, trying to keep themselves out of this uh, proxy war. The two main um, precautions that they've taken is one is tightening security in embassies overseas. So they recognize that that, that anything that happens could actually happen outside of Israel's borders, mm-hmm. and they closed uh, the Kremon on Friday mm-hmm. because they were worried that there was going to be a repeat of what Alan was talking a about. A strike before. in the north. But that was it. Right. Like so in terms of what's happening on the home front in, in Israel itself, there's been no extra precautions. There's no one talking about putting more iron right. domes around. There's yeah. no more every there's no talk yeah. of going to get your gas. Like, masks it sounds, it sounds like
0: ghoulish, but my guess is they're gonna to guess. But my guess would be they're gonna look for an American uh, political person somewhere in a foreign country you
2: don't don't like to you don't like to guess that's that's it i
0: don't but Uh, i think that that's what that's what would make sense as a what their in their head would be a proportional response
2: yeah you're probably right but i I say throw on another just another you know again to how we see the middle east and think about it and it it's not like uh, iran has total control because we're talking about militias and terrorist groups so you know it could be there's some group of guys out there who like you know get very excited and want to do their thing and then you know, do a do an attack well, yeah, on them. right. Their, but if they're small you know,
0: enough to not be under direct control, if they're just loyal because that's where they receive their money and arms from Iran, right? Yeah. So A they still have to kiss up to Iran. <laughs> But no, B, if they're that yeah. small that they're not under direct control, and Suleimani's been building up this network of these groups, then they don't pose an enormous threat. Yeah, but they could have twenty rockets. Hezbollah is pretty much they under direct control, right, saying, they, they could, could have, have twenty rockets.
2: rockets, and you know, I've just kind of put back like like what we said Thursday. before. You know, know what I mean? Like that's... No, but it's understanding Correct. the Middle East and how these structures it's work. It's It's not like an army. It's not like like you said before, a chief of staff who has you know, control over the army. And right. if someone steps out of line and there's Right, but I'm saying processes. in
0: terms of our students asking, is this World War Three? No, no, and, and I'm for saying,
2: sure. well, either it's
0: been World War Three for twenty years or this isn't World War Three. Yeah. So I think what they're really asking is, has the game changed?
1: I think the game has changed. I think the game has changed. Absolutely.
0: I think it's
2: an escalation. I don't think the game has changed. Yeah. I think I think the that way the game is being th- played has
1: changed. How, it's a new tactic. I, okay. Yeah,
2: I'm, go- I'm going to uh, uh, adjust what I said about the game changing. It's 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 an expression of the game that has changed over the last decade. Yeah, of of drone warfare. It's expression how drone warfare has completely changed um, um, targeting and American, and American switching from massive troop involvement to and it's a to, new degree of open uh, conflict between strategic, the West and it. Iran. Yeah. That's true. And I'm okay. going to
1: come back again and say the profile of the person involved also I think is a huge change yeah. in the way the game is played even yeah, if the game itself I think is it's a changing. development
0: I don't think anything I don't think the Middle East is always changing but it's so far, it's been changing. It's been evolved. this is not a revolutionary change. This is an evolutionary development in the conflict as it's been building. and I, And I don't think that it's a huge look and 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 part of it is not only can we not predict, I don't think I don't think there's any strategy here, right? This is just a war of tactics.
1: You don't think the Iranians have a strategy?
0: Wow. I don't think Soleimani was strategic. I think he was a tactician who looked for openings and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. He think- has a goal.
1: So what was what do you think his goal was?
0: His goal was Iranian hegemony right. and Iranian empire. Over the Middle East. Yeah. 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 Persia's had empires before. And so so he no yeah, Donald, legit
1: yeah Donald Trump has threatened to <laughs> attack some of those uh, sites. Well that of course <laughs> as
0: as Israelis we don't support the attacking of cultural sites. We've had cultural sites. It's against international well, it's law. A, it's, it's something a, that Israel would never a, yeah, do.
2: Human rights violation.
0: It's an ili- it's an illegal it's a war crime. Yeah. yeah. And and by the way the that's American right. military hierarchy is saying we would never do that. That's right. against the law. So that's that's bizarre rhetoric. That's not the the the, the logic of well they do this and we can't do things is not a moral claim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's not a moral defense of of violating international law and being immoral. <laughs> even even, you know the generals tried to convince Truman to drop the second bomb on Kyoto because that was the ancestral yeah. capital and it had so many. And he said how how those are world treasures. He refused. He just said take it off your map. We're not we're not bombing Kyoto. Yeah. Um so I, I don't know. Now sometimes bold moves like
2: this sorry, I'm just putting cultural places in front of human lives. That's uh yeah, well, you're gonna kill. Sorry. You're Just gonna kill. A, it is tenth of the tenth. It's not before. And, and, you're uh, gonna kill seventy-five to
0: hundred thousand people. Should it be in Kyoto or Nagasaki, and should you also burn? But the the, the moral logic right. of nuclear war is crazy.
2: Yes, they're...
0: Let's kill hundred thousand people now, so that we don't have to kill five hundred thousand people slowly through starvation. Is right. a crazy moral. Right. I don't know the right or wrong answer.
2: Well, I mean, today, and you can imagine clearly, citizens, you know, citizens are not targets.
0: I understand. So, I understand, but again, international law. In other words, let's say the Americans face: we're either going to besiege Japan, yeah, and so a million Japanese will starve to death over the course of the next two years, or we can send two bombs, kill two hundred thousand people, and bring the war to an end by the end of the week,
2: and less okay. casualties on our side.
0: Yeah, that's not so true. But <laughs> a siege would probably cost very few in yeah. casualties on our side. That's 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 mis. That was somewhat misrepresented after yeah. the probably. But, but, but just even, even if that's not an issue, I'm saying
2: the, the and, logic of the and logic, Russians getting there first, you know, like Matt was saying, and the Russians getting there first. That was also a,
0: yeah. absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That was part of the, that was part of the nascent cold war. Yeah. We have to take out, we have to take out Japan before the Russians get involved. Yeah. But that's, but, but part of that is that, that what Matt was saying earlier, that the rules of warfare, that, that because the, the technology of warfare has changed. Yeah. And part of what you were saying, Alan, earlier, therefore, the rules are nowhere near caught up to For sure. what's going on. Yeah. And and that's that that is the uh, by the way, that's sort of the story of the first part of the 20th century. And it's also the story of the first part of the 21st century yep. that we're in uncharted territory using tools that are growing faster than we know how to control and rules that don't seem to apply. And I think I've seen a couple of
2: movies like these.
0: I, I have also. I, 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 will,
1: I will tell you, by the way, there's an excellent movie about drone warfare called The Eye in the Sky with Helen Mirren. And uh, it's excellent because it, it really gets you gripped into like the moral dilemmas of, of this situation. I would highly recommend it.
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah. here's hoping that this yeah. bold tactic. <laughs> yeah. There's no question. Uh, do you agree works. with me that on, on uh, taking out just as an individual thing, this man being dead is a good thing in the world? Yeah. Just taken out of all other contexts, just as an isolated guy. He he was was a murderer in charge
1: of murder. He 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 was Israel's
2: major major. Yes, yes,
1: yes. I agree with all of that. But I, I just, I don't think you can take it out of the context. Yeah, you always. I don't, I don't think you can take it into I va- I don't think you can take a question like that in a vacuum. I can. So okay. uh, <laughs> you I, can. I can't. That's why. So I can. So, right. so, I, can. so
0: I think oh, oh, overall. Now, will that tactic lead to a better future or not? That I don't know. That so to that's me is the, the, the context. Right. That's the context. on the... <laughs> but I can. Add, I can. I. I am. I can. I can separate. That's. Uh, okay, that's I what I can do. And let's hope it does. Inshallah. Inshallah, let's hope it leads to. Uh, better, better things in the future. Amen. Um, but we we feel confident. We're dr- we're driving around Jerusalem today. We're all
1: as confident as you can driving on Israel's roads. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm <laughs> not so call. confident about my fellow
0: drivers, but yeah. I am. Uh, I, I I I I think things are stable. So students who are concerned that 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 we're in this, the apocalypse has not begun. But when it is, it will be televised. We'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be the, we'll be on the spot. Yeah, okay. I know that we're going a little over time, but let me just point out, don't run to news sources that are the fastest. Go to news sources that wait and get it right. Oh, good. Because so many stories, especially like this whole story of, oh, America's pulling out of Iraq. Everyone calm down. I'm not saying the Pentagon isn't at fault for handling this wrong. I don't know what's going on with the Pentagon. That's terrifying. Whatever. There's things going on. Take your news sources slowly. And for the slowest, most considered analysis of what's going on, you can always come back to us. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Ben, for bringing us to the end of the episode in this amazing new studio. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Macomb Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us next time.